Welcome, you are tuned into listening to something or other. You're paying attention to the 37-yard line. I'm Ryan McCombs, along with Jaden Wright and Mitchell McCombs. Jaden in the land of the Indianapolis Colts there in Indianapolis, and Mitch finding himself at home in the land of the Raiders, Las Vegas. Raiders. I'm over here in England, where, you know, there's nothing but soccer that likes to call itself football. But anyway, we are here to talk about week three, number three. But before we get to that point, we have a little discussion, a little, little something, something we want to kick around, have a few discussions on week number two. I think a good place to start, if you guys are on board, is, is to just touch a few games. Um, we don't want to necessarily hit all of them because... We like to talk our football, and we don't want to sit here for the next three hours, four hours, five hours. So we picked out a handful of games that, that we uh, we got to really dive into this past week, and so we figured we'd start there. Um, you guys, Mitch, Jaden, say hello to everybody. What's up? What's up? Hello. Yeah, you guys, you guys saw a game that I did not. I've only read about it, and I've only uh, I've I've read and I've seen the highlights, but I haven't. I didn't watch the whole game, and I'm speaking about the Indianapolis versus the L.A. Rams. Um, what were your takes? What was uh, what was what? What did you pull from that game as football observers? Um, I don't know if Jaden he might agree with me on this one, but I believe it was a. Kind of a sloppy game coming from both sides. Right, absolutely. Some bad play calling coming from bad from both coaches, but ended up being a very close, somewhat high-scoring game in the end. Bad play calling seems to be a bit of the subject from week two. And I mean, you, you get that a lot uh, early on in the season, every season. But, uh, man... You, you you would think that uh, the technology is there to get it right, and it frustrates me that things like the the ideas of like Sky Judge and all that stuff is passed over year after year. The technology is there; you might as well use it and get it right. When you're talking about the kind of money that's being put on these games out in Vegas on a weekly basis, people need the games to go correctly. And until until that happens, I'm going to have a little itch in the back of my head wondering if certain games aren't fixed a little bit. And that's just nature, I think. Are you guys saying that you noticed that with the Indianapolis and the uh, L.A. game a bit sloppy and a bit of, a bit of sloppy on the ref side of things? Uh, ref side, yeah, there's some missed calls. Um, but, I mean, you look at, as a Colts fan, on their first drive, they got down to the one-yard line. And they went four and out. They tried to run it up the gut three times in a row, then tried to um, bootleg it with Carson Wentz, but immediately got sacked. So it's, yeah. Well, I'll ask you guys, because you, you actually watched the game uh, throughout. You watched the game in its entirety. Did the Colts offensive line look better than they did the previous week? I'd say, I'd say at times. There was there was spurts where it looked a little better. You know, maybe I'm just being optimistic. I think at times it looked better. Like when you had Eric Fisher out – or, yeah, when Eric Fisher was out there. Which this um, was his first game. Yes, but he didn't play they, – they had him on a pitch count. 
and they did like this really weird tackle by committee thing that just made me sick. Um, but they, but yeah, when he was out there, you felt way more confident in that left side. Um, but then when, when they tried to do this rotation thing, it just got ugly. And, and because the, the Rams are just going to pick on, they're going to put Donald wherever your weakest guy is. And they, they took advantage of that all day. Um, that just sounds, that sounds moronic. If, if, for those that may be new to football, I know that living here in England, there's a lot of people that are, are, are really into the American football, as they would put it, but they're, they're, still, they're still virgin when it comes to it. Um, the offensive line, perhaps more so than any other position in the I, – I think even more so than the connection between a wide receiver and, and his quarterback. I think the offensive line, there is such an importance there for that to be a cohesive group. And it, it, you think, okay, you're blocking the guy in front. That is the most. That's the most basic, non. It, it's so it's so out of left field. There, there. Each person has certain pulls and certain. The offensive line. Each guy there needs to know what the guy beside them is doing. And I, I don't think there's a, what I'm getting at here is I don't think there is a a position group in the NFL that needs to be as cohesive as the offensive line needs to be. And if that doesn't happen, then the entire offense suffers from it. If the offensive line isn't doing their job, then they're not blocking for the passing game, and they're not blocking and making holes for the running game. So the offense is screwed if the offensive line isn't working. So when that, so when Jaden here is mentioning the fact that there's, there's almost a left tackle by rotation going on, that sounds like a – that sounds like a – Excuse my English, but it sounds like a fucking retard move. Yeah, I'd have to completely agree. I, that, so, to be fair, I'll give – so, the, the thought process behind it is, like, Eric Fisher is still only, like, eight months removed from an Achilles tear. And right. I guess they're thinking, like, we don't want to throw him in for 100% of the snaps. Uh, they So, they gave him, like – I think it was three, maybe four drives off where they'd move the guy who was – they moved Davenport to left, and then they brought in the backup tackle, Matt Pryor, that they just – they had acquired from the Eagles, like, literally, I think maybe a week before the season started, um, and put him in at right tackle just to kind of keep Fisher from playing too many snaps. Um, but in my – I talked to Mitch about this earlier. I, in my opinion, I just think that's crazy because it, it, you, you either – you're either healthy enough to play or not. If right. you're feeling like – Especially at that position, like if he's a wide receiver, yeah, you could throw him out there a few plays. It doesn't; it's not going to really affect anything. But as you just eloquently said, the offensive line needs cohesion. It needs chemistry, right? And our offensive line has had anything but that all camp. And then to walk into week two of the season against probably the best, well, maybe not the best, but definitely top five pass rush in the league with definitely the best pass rusher in Aaron Donald. And you decide, yeah, let's just go ahead and do a rotation at tackle. Yeah. Not just that, but let's let's get something straight. Um, Julie, is it Julian Davenport? Yes. Yes. Let's 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 call things the way they are. Um, stupid move signing him when you knew Eric Fisher may not be back for the reg- for the beginning of the season. Your insurance policy was a guy that is a turnstile. 
Um, okay, I, well, we 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 did kill Chris Ballard for this last week. I don't know, you know, if yeah. you want to go back in on him again. No, no, you're, you're right, <laughs> right. I won't. But you mentioned another name though that that sparked the same type of thought for me, and that is Pryor. Um, all I know about Pryor is what you said, which is that he came from Philadelphia. But I can assume for the fact that he came from Philadelphia that he's not necessarily a stellar uh, offensive lineman. Because if one thing that the, the Philadelphia Eagles have suffered from themselves the past couple of years, when Wentz was there getting the shit knocked out of him week in and week out, was protecting the quarterback. So when you say that they, their, their backups, when, when their rotation consists of a guy that was injured, you had Louis Achilles just eight months ago, Julian Davenport, which is a turnstile, and Pryor, who comes from a team that had offensive line woes of their own, man, that that's a tough rotation right there for for a quarterback to try to survive behind. Yeah, it, it, watching it as a Rams fan, I was even getting confused at the time because I'm like, Davenport isn't sitting on the right tackle anymore. It it was it was wonky. It, Are you even... saying? That Davenport was moving from right tackle to left tackle at times. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what they were doing was they take Fisher out, move Julian from right to left, and then put Pryor in at right. Oh my God. And then the next drive, come back out, move Julian back to right, and put Fisher back in at left. That's what they were doing. So, if, if for those of you that are are new to the game, and, and even if you're not new to the game, you just haven't paid much attention. Watch the offensive line and watch the, the, the movement of your left tackle. That's your, that's your offensive lineman that is found the farthest left in the five-man line. The right tackle, farthest right. Watch the movement every play. It's an automatic. He comes out of his stance, and it's an automatic. His body movement, it has to be because that defensive lineman, that 280-pound defensive lineman, is coming at him wanting to throw him into a trash can so they can get to the ball. So his, his, his movement has to be snap of the finger, automatic, every time that ball is hiked. Now, if you're moving from the right side and you're going from the left side, that's a completely different footing. That's a completely different setup. That's a completely – that, what you are describing to me, is the dumbest thing I've ever heard from an offensive line situation. No, I've never even heard of anyone even trying that before. You're I've asking tried. a guy that's already that's already lacking a little bit to to make a, an adjustment that Joe Thomas wouldn't be able to make. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean it. I. Yeah. I mean, I can't say. I, I couldn't believe. I really couldn't even believe my ears because, like, Frank Reich was were interviewed before the game, and when he uttered that 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 they were going to do a rotation, you know, I'm thinking in my head, okay, maybe you set a left tackle, right, and you just bring in that left tackle for the left tackle. You know, you just kind of keep swapping them in and out, the same two right. guys. Right. The idea – because, you know, I didn't – I mean, for, I didn't play very long, but I played – when I played football, I played O-line. That's what I do. Right. So you want – so I know a little bit about necessarily what well, you spoke on the footwork. So you go, you go from right to left – you might as well be playing a whole new position. It's all like okay, well, it is a different position technically, but to 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 a novice fan or to a casual fan, it's just blocking, right? It's just offensive line is offensive line. 
But when you flip from right to left, even as a guard, it's just like your whole world just got flipped over. It's just it's, it's absolutely everything's reversed. Your front foot becomes your back foot. Your back foot becomes your front foot. Your uh, it's and, until you actually have to do it, or if you just watch play in and play out, and you just focus on that. You you have no idea of really the. It, it's got to be. It's got to be a brain dead movement. It's got to be. It's got to be something the guy does in his sleep. I think a, a while back, it was about a month or a month ago or so ago, there was a footage on the internet of Kevin Zeitler, the uh, the offensive guard who now plays for the Ravens. Um, Kevin Zeitler in the delivery room where his wife had just given birth to their uh, to I don't know if it's a second or third child, and he's doing pass sets over in the uh, over in, in in the delivery room. He's doing pass sets over. She's filming him with her phone because it's just these guys. These guys live that. It's they they work on their pass set. And what I mean by pass set is that ball's hike is that moment that it has to be instantaneous. That ball's hiked and they're immediately up and into their pass set. Their footing is correct and everything. And if you move from the right side to the left side. These guys have been working on just that being a right guard or being a right tackle, being a left guard, being a left tackle. All of a sudden, you're asking them to, like you said, Jaden, to flip their world around. That's that's. I won't I won't beat the horse anymore. But that is the most asinine thing I've heard in a while. Yeah. Well, now you guys, you guys saw the, you guys saw the the Carson Wentz injury. Oh my! It, I, I thought he snapped his ankle when I saw it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the, just to, yeah. So you go, you do this tackle by committee thing, and then your quarterback walks away with two sprained ankles. I think that should let you know that that should have never happened. <laughs> that right there is proof right there. You should have never done it. But I will say that I thought he broke his ankle too. That's, I mean, that's, is a, that's, that's I, the way it turned thing. underneath his whole body. I thought it broke, and at least, or maybe he would have torn some ligaments in it or something. Um, then you saw him on the sideline trying to go through a pat, a drop back, and he just dropped his head and said, "I can't, I can't." And I said, "I." All I know is that at that point, I was just hoping <laughs> that he wasn't going to miss significant time because I knew he wasn't playing in that game. Um, that's that's interesting. We hear the the two radio shows that I listen to religiously, um, they just ripped him apart. And basically called him a quitter. Um, said that he quit on his team. That no, 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 no. They they really they they made it sound like he was just he had, well, might as well had a, a friggin' nappy in, right around his ass and a, and a foo-foo in his mouth is what they they made him out to sound like. I'll I'll tell you that I think Carson Wentz has become very 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 easy to just to to shit on. Easy like target, right? He's a very yep. easy target. Like he, it's very easy to like have a segment set up on your show to just talk about how much you hate Carson Wentz. Like it's very well, easy. He's a that. redhead too. Yeah, I mean, I had to learn to get over that. I'm yeah. still working. <laughs> on that's tough shit right there. Yeah. Um, I was, but but just real quick, since we're on him, I am so impressed with him. Like trying he to take all. He is just – he's a warrior, dude. And if you want to talk about a guy with heart, that's why I can't believe there's even people questioning it. 
Because I've seen that kid, that guy get hit in the mouth over and over and over again these past two weeks, and he just comes right back. He had a ball with uh, to Michael Pittman, a deep pass. He got popped right in the mouth as he's throwing it and dropped it right in the basket to, to Pittman. I mean, the dude's the, – the question is heart to me is just crazy. I just – you know, maybe he's a little injury prone. I think you can you can have that conversation. I'm not going to deny that. But the question right. is hard. I think – I just think that's crazy. He's really won me over. I'm a big fan. And if that offensive line can get their act together, we'd be in a lot better freaking spot. Yeah, the, yeah QBs, I, the QBs played real good in that game, especially once. Did that? How did Stafford look? Did he coordinate some decent drives? Because I know that's the one thing that bothered me about week his week one win was that though they won, it seemed like their their winning their their scoring drives were big play drives. Did he did he coordinate some extended drives on in week two? Um, from what I remember, he did. Uh, there, there were some portions where, um, you know, we had some three and outs and what you know we had like three three and outs in a row. Um. If One you're not those... Baker Mayfield, that will happen. Okay, Mr. Dislocate shoulder. Um, so the he missed it the hurts. commercial break too, by the way. That was it. It it hurts me to say, but on the third, third and out in a row, the special team is messed up. Nick Scott moves over from being in front of the long snapper to punter. Doesn't move over far enough. The snap hits him and he oh runs God. forward. Yeah. Acting like it didn't hit him. You guys, you guys told me about this, and then I saw it on the highlights. <laughs> oh, the ball hits him. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. And he tries to. The best part is just that he tries to play it off too. Like, yeah, he tried to it, act it, like he didn't know, which is it, hilarious. His body language gives you no indication that he realizes he just got pegged by <laughs> a long snapper's hike. He he gives you no indication like he does not start it doesn't startle him. It does the ball comes directly from the center and drills him and he he gives you no physical indication that he's been touched by anything and it the play's fucked. The the, the, the play is just it, you guys told me about this and I had no clue until I actually laid eyes on it how absolutely absurd the fucking play was to actually see. Yeah, and I mean, there's one last thing I'll bring up about the Rams, and it's Daryl Henderson. He's looked good. Um, only thing is he went down holding his ribs uh, later in the game in the fourth quarter. So I don't know exactly what it is. I thought I read somewhere that it was possibly rib cartilage or whatever. Um, so well, ho- Hopefully Sony Michelle will be ready to go soon. Uh, Sony Michelle had 10, uh, 10 plays in that fourth quarter, and he looked good for when he did play. Okay, so, That's good news. So the if if it comes down, down, yeah. So if it comes down to needing you, Sonny Michelle, it looks like we're in a good spot. Was the game because the game the final score of the game was was close? Was did the game feel close at the beginning? No, felt like Rams were running away with it, and then they just started fading out. Gotcha. Kenny well, Young think... got ejected, and it kind of went downhill from there. Do you guys have any last last little tidbits here on the on the Colts Rams game? Don't oh, throw Jalen Ramsey's way. <laughs> what was that? Don't throw Jalen Ramsey's way. Oh, yeah. Ramsey. 
All right. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the the Cleveland Houston game real quick. I know I'm the only one that got it. The, the Cleveland Houston game was on at the same time as the Colts Rams game, so we we of course had to choose our alliances, our allegiances there. Um, so I'm just gonna wrap up the Cleveland Houston game as fast as my talkative ass can do. Excuse me. Oh, there we go. Um, here's basic bottom line: Cleveland's defense looked like ass. When they didn't look like ass, they looked like shit. When they didn't look like ass and didn't look like shit, they were completely useless. There was no pressure. You have Jadivian Clowney on one end. You have Miles Garrett on the other end. And that court, whether it was Tyrod Taylor or whether it was uh, what's his, Sam Mills? The, no, Sam, Davis. Um, what's that? Davis Mills. David, Davis Mills, the rookie quarterback regardless of who was behind center, they had all day to throw the ball. Even, and that was the most frustrating thing. You throw a rookie quarterback out there and they gave, they put no pressure on him. They, they put no pressure. They got no pressure in on him. My, they chipped miles Garrett all day long and attention NFL. That's how you take care of miles Garrett. Cause he was completely taken out of the game just by a simple chip. Um, defense looked absolutely horrible. Uh, I understand there's it is for you know they brought back the entire offense this year. They they ran that back. The defense, there's a lot of new new faces on the defense. Um, both defensive tackle the entire defensive line, three fourths of the defensive line is new this year. Um, they they generally play a, a two linebackers. Uh, one of the two linebackers is new. When they play three, it's it's two of the three linebackers that are new. Um, and as far as the secondary goes, it's new cornerback, new safety, and uh, and and a new outside corner. So three fifths of your secondary is new. So my my point is, is I know the defense, a lot of new faces. So it's going to take time. But holy shit, was that a painful game to watch? I like defense, and you didn't find it in that game unless it was coming from ex Cleveland Browns players like Kirksey. And and Money Mitch over on the other side of the ball. I mean, basically, if you didn't realize this, the Houston Texans have become the Cleveland Browns of the South of Southwest. I, I don't know how many ex Browns they have on their roster, but it's it's scary, impressive. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. But anyway, in short, defense looks crap. I'm worried about the team. Being a fan, I'm worried about the team moving forward. Um, Houston, on the other hand. Uh, surprised coach of the year. <laughs> I, I didn't realize Lovey Smith was the defensive coordinator there. And for those of you that don't know, Lovey Smith was the head coach. He was a disciple, of Tony Dungy down in Tampa. And when Tony Dungy left to go to, uh, to take the head coaching job in Indianapolis, he stayed down in Tampa and took over the defense there. They are the originators. I, I want to say they're, well, they're, they're Kiffin. I think was 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 maybe the the originator, but they were all early on uh, disciples of the of the uh, of what came to be known as the Tampa Two um, style of defense. It's a four three defense, and just but it, it relies heavily on funneling uh, it's the passing game, funneling it into the middle of the field, taking away any chance of any long ball, so that you have to really just. You have to pick your poison. You have to just 
be able to connect on those short passing plays in order to move the ball at all and they take that long ball away from you. That's what the Tampa 2 is designed to do. And it kind of faded out a little bit, but Indianapolis Colts brought that back recently. Indianapolis Colts have been maybe one of the, one of the most successful teams with it in, in the last decade. But now I see Lovey Smith coming back. You know, he, he's back now after a, a stint as head coach of the Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. The Illini there in Illinois, a college football team. So I was surprised to see him on the sideline, and I was impressed that if if the Houston Texans, if the Houston Texans are hoping to lose enough games this year to be sitting in a position to get a quarterback of the future next year, uh, they got too many decent veterans on their team because even though they weren't named guys, they were players like Christian Kirksey. Um, They've, they've got some good running backs there with Lindsey from Den, from Denver. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, the, the running back, long time. Uh, you got Mark Ingram there. Yes, and, yes. Um, thank you, Mark Ingram. And the uh, the guy from Arizona. Yeah, uh, David shoot. Johnson. David Johnson. Um, <laughs> they, they actually, and you got Cooks at wide receiver. They've actually got a decent team. Um but how much of that is is that was it that they're do they have decent veterans? They, I'm not saying they're a great team at all. I, I think they're one of the weaker teams in the NFL. But I am saying that the veterans that they have on the team is going to probably keep them from being any worse than a, a, a five win team. Um, I don't think they'll win more than six, but I don't think they'll lose more than you know. I think I don't think yeah. You know, I don't think they'll win less than say four or five so they don't take themselves out of that that, that thing but in jest it, it, you know, just to, to, to say real quick once more it the Cleveland Browns Houston game in a nutshell Cleveland won it as a Browns fan I was I was I was I should have been happy about that but I the game as a whole and I know you guys have been in this situation you watch your team win but they win in such a fashion in such a lackluster fashion that you're sitting there and you should be happy that your team won, but you're more concerned about the shit you just watched for the last three hours. That's kind of how I was with the Rams. Uh, I should have been happy with the win, but I, I saw a lot of things that needed to be fixed with the team. Yeah, I there was there was a lot of stuff I saw in week two that I saw in week one with with the Browns. One of the things is the defensive usage of personnel. Uh, in week one, what I mean by that, in week one, there was a point where Marcus, uh, oh crap, the Marcus Smith, the the veteran the, uh, linebacker for the for the Browns, was covering Tyreek Hill. You have a thirty-some-year-old linebacker covering one of the fastest wide receivers in the end. The simple fact that you thought about that you're playing a defense where that was even a possibility, I, I have to question what the hell you're thinking as a defensive coordinator. But anyway, the Browns won the game. They stuck out there. Baker Mayfield gets his shoulder pops in and out. He misses a total of a of I think a commercial break enough to give enough to give Browns fans a bit of cardiac arrest, but. Cleveland's D, friggin' scary. Um, was, it, yeah. was that his? Was that his off shoulder or throwing shoulder? That was his off shoulder. Okay, that makes more sense. I was gonna be like, golly. 
Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, you're right. We we know that you know throwing the ball is a kind of a whole body thing, so it was still pretty impressive. But he did take his long ball out of the game. He pretty much any any. Luckily, they got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt running the ball, so they just took over the ground game. But but uh, yeah, it took the long ball out of the game for they didn't go downfield for the rest of the game after that. But, Odell's uh, going to be good to go from now on, right? He's good. He's back. Yeah. Until you know how long, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, as he he's missed more games than he's played the last three years. So, as much as I hope for the best, I I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see how many games he gets. He he actually stays on the field this year. Putting Jarvis Landry on IR definitely hurt because if if you follow the Browns at all, you know how much he is just the heart and soul of the team. He's like beyond leader of that team. So him going on our IR was a was a huge loss. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do this this coming week um, against the Chicago Bears and, and Justin Fields. A game that we all saw was the was the uh, Thursday Washington night. football team. Washington, the Washington football team. Real quick, do you guys have any suggestions for the for the a name for the Washington football team? I I do I don't have one. Off the top of my head, but I do think it's an interesting story that I guess there's a guy I don't know if you guys heard about it there in Washington or there in D.C. I mean that he has uh, trademarked like twelve or fifteen or so names that are all like red something. So he's got like red wolves, red tigers, red bears, red car. Yeah, he just has them all trademarked, and apparently one of the ones on there is the one they wanted. So it's kind of funny, but no, I thought I thought from the beginning they could have done something like. I mean, the Warriors are just something. I, I mean, because like like, there's right because uh, the there's the in the NBA they have a Warriors franchise. I don't see anyone clamoring for them to change their name. So yeah, you um, could have went Warriors and still kept the Indian motif. Yeah, and you didn't have to go with the Indian face on the on the helmet. You could still stay with the numbers. I like the yeah. numbers. I like that old school. Yeah. Um, Hell, I even like the W. <laughs> it's yeah. cool little W. <laughs> yeah, Warriors makes a lot of sense. I like that. You could have kept the yeah. You could have kept just the W logo, the numbers on the side. You didn't have to really change anything. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, it's in Washington. They'd be like the 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 Washington Swamp Rats and just make a make a tip of the hat to to uh, American politics. That would be it. <laughs> yeah. The, but we we all we actually watched most of that game together via the old FaceTime. Um, I. I don't know about you. We guys. Got to, you guys chime in. What, what, how do you feel about Washington, New York? Well, we got to witness a career-ending injury. Yeah. Uh, Joe Judge is uh, – they asked Joe Judge today if uh, – I believe it was Joe Thune, right? That's who you got hurt? Um, uh, let me go check. But they, they yeah. asked him today about Nick that Gates. leg break. Oh, Nick Gates. Oh, who the uh, – who's Joe Thune play for? Anyway, yeah, they asked, asked if him this if, injury could be career-ending. And Thune's Joe in Judge Kansas said, City now. Okay, yeah. Joe Judge had responded by saying, I'd be lying if I said no, talking about if it could be a career-ending injury. So that's not good. You hate to see who, that. Who was this? The, Nick go- Gates. The, the offensive lineman that got hurt. The center. The Broke his oh, leg. He's, he was fairly new to the lineup this year. Yeah. yeah that's so Joe, Joe Judge said, we're confident he'll be able to come back, but yes, it could be career-ending. 
Well, let's hope for the best for him, man. Because he is that's, he that's is tough. currently still in the hospital uh, and needs another Damn. procedure on his leg. So you're talking like a uh... – oh, yeah, I'm a, I just went, went friggin' brain dead. Yeah. The wide receiver for Washington just a couple years ago. I'd assume that he – I didn't look too much into it, but I'm assuming it was probably compound. And if it was a compound fracture, then you in – a, in a, any kind of sporting-type setting – or really any setting, it's very likely it gets infected. Yeah. And then that's when you run into a lot of problems. So he's still in the hospital. I'm guessing he's dealing with infection. And uh, that's now, scary. I'm, so. I'm no doctor, but I know like Alex Smith, he, he like the big thing about his fracture was that they referred to it as a spiral fracture. And that when the bone broke, it was twisting and it Ooh. caused it just to really fragment and, uh, well, it like, could be something like that, then. Yeah. yeah I, um, sent, I sent Jaden a picture of the leg break, and it is just dangling. Uh, that's hot. I, uh, power to, you know, good vibes and, and, and good thoughts to him and his family, definitely. I hate to see, yeah. hate to see a, a gentleman like that who is realizing his life's dreams, you know, suffer an injury that could be – suffer any kind of injury, but one that could, could take those dreams away from him. Um I, I got a couple notes here. What do you guys think of Daniel Jones? He ran a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, he... I, I feel like Daniel Jones is what Daniel Jones is. Like I don't know I don't know I don't know how big of high of a ceiling he has. I think he may have already reached it, to be completely real with you. I just That's don't. fair. I, yeah. I'm not That's probably sure the best game we've seen of his. And he wasn't that impressive to me. I mean, you could call that his best game. I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he he wasn't impressive. He to me, Daniel Jones. He isn't by all means. And I, I think they knew this when they drafted him. I think they were looking for. I think what they wanted to get out of Daniel Jones is they wanted an Eli Manning. They wanted somebody that they could win with. They didn't need to win because of necessarily. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's unfair. Maybe I'm off on that. But I felt like they were looking for an Eli Manning type quarterback, um, yeah. unspectacular, solid. You know, kind of like that whole, you know, the Baltimore Ravens won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer at quarterback type situation. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won a Super Bowl with Brad Johnson at quarterback um, back in the day. You know, one of those guys that he's not going to lose the game for you. He's not, he's not necessarily going to do anything to wow you and win the game for you, but at the same time, he's not going to screw up and lose the game for you. But I'm not sure they found that. But I didn't feel like watching the game that necessarily Daniel Jones is the problem. I, I, I'm not so sure that team – where the fuck is, 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 is Barkley at? Yeah. Yeah. See I, see, I agree with your sentiment there on Daniel Jones, and the weirdest part about that is just how high they drafted him. Yeah, because I, I I agree it has totally has that vibe and that feel to the to the whole situation, but it was like man, then they they drafted him like what did they drafted Six. sixth, yeah. Sixth if he was overall. a second round draft pick, the view is completely different on him. Oh, one hundred percent. That's such a big thing for sure. Where you're drafted totally dictates the, the spotlight. Yeah, perception. Yeah, yeah. and We're, Saquon Barkley, I know he's he's still working his way back. Right from injury, uh, yeah. Any guy that's that, that explosive, I mean, his game is a hundred percent based on explosion. So that's why I get worried about guys like that when they get those type of injuries. 
Um, but I agree. I mean, he had like one big run, and he I think he got chased down by a D lineman. So he got chased know. down by Chase Young. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, um, real. You you hit on something right there that I think is 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 really a, a legit point. Um, that you, you saw you saw professional GMs make the mistake, and I don't get it myself. I, you guys know this about me, and, and and you guys have become quite the draft geeks yourself over the years. Um, I'm a draft frigging retard. I, I I live for the draft. Being a Browns <laughs> fan, the draft represented the only time that we ever had hope. So, so the draft has become like my, it's, it's, it's my Graceland. And, um, we, we need that on a shirt. I'm a draft freaking retard. That's what <laughs> <laughs> like right here. Um, the, the, when Baker Mayfield, when that draft came out, the Baker Mayfield was in, you had Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. Um, oh Christ, help me out here, guys. Uh, Sam Rosen, Darnold. Allen. Yes, Rosen and Allen were the other two. You had the the, the four big quarterbacks, and you had was Lamar Stephon also in that? What's that? Was Lamar also in that one? Yes, he was the he was yeah, the he last was. pick. Yeah, um, but you had yes, yeah, Quan Barkley in there, and the Cleveland Browns fans who have been waiting for decades for a a quarterback started clamoring, and and I'll tell you this right now, and I know I. If you're a Browns fan, you're listening to this. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about everyone else. The hardest thing about being a Cleveland Browns fan are the Cleveland Browns fans. Been looking for a quarterback <laughs> for decades, and all of a sudden, there's there's this buzz going about that the Cleveland Browns are looking at Saquon Barkley. And in my head, I'm thinking to myself, the GM can't be that stupid to pass on his favorite quarterback out of the strongest quarterback class that we know of in, in a while with all those names we just we just mentioned to go with a running back when a running back is one injury he's one knee injury away from being average and and that you hit on that with talking about Barkley you know we hating to see that type of injury because when when your game is based around explosion and takeoff and cutting ability and 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 just being able to move on the on the on the snap of a finger on a dime, you lose that your game's over. And so mm-hmm. that that drove me nuts. Even back on the draft, when all of a sudden people were starting to clamor, oh, they need to take Saquon Barkley. We need that running back. He's one injury away from being average. Um, I hate. I don't want to see that out of Saquon Barkley. But I'm watching that game, and I'm just like. You know, Daniel Jones doesn't seem to be a problem here. I'm not sure what the offense is trying to accomplish. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Colts fans really wanted Saquon Barkley, too, in that draft. Because I think we were sitting at third coming into it, and then we traded back and went with Nelson. But, um, yeah, no yeah. no fault there. Can't complain about that. What draft was no. that? 2018? Yep. That's one of those Ballard moves that I respect the hell out of, though. He he knows. I wish he would remember how important the offensive line is when it's taking care of this left tackle situation. But but he's made some just he's made some very wise offensive line moves in the and shrewd offensive line moves in in, in his drafting. Um, yeah. Found Braden guys... Smith in the second round there too. In that draft. Right. 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 Yeah. 
I was I was a little I was less than awed by the Redskins defense, and I really expected more out of them. I don't know if that's fair, but what was your takeaway on on Redskins D? It surprised me with how highly I've been thinking of it. Right. I bit, like there was like you build it up. I built it up better. They looked they looked better. We the the, the Browns played them last year. Um, they lost that game because of Haskins. Their defense was legit last year, and nothing's changed. If anything, they've added a few wrinkles as far as players. So I was, I was kind of surprised that I I I I, I was never feeling like, oh, like, damn, when it came to the Redskins. But you guys hit on this last week. That may be because. We may be seeing a very sluggish beginning to the season here because of the fact that teams did not did just they just did not play their starters during the preseason. Yeah, and I I definitely see that with quite a few teams. It's definitely a, it feel it feels like a lot of teams came out of the gate slow for sure. You know we we talk about a lot. We talk a lot about how you almost have to throw away. You can't throw it away because too much has been decided. When you're talking about a 17-game season, um, a quarter of the season means a lot. But it's almost – you have to almost throw away the first four games of the season as far as who's hot and who's not. It usually takes about four games for for teams to start playing like you can expect them to play for the rest of the year. I, I almost wonder if the sluggish start isn't going to cause that to, to be a little extended. Yeah, possibly. I mean, here's also a thing I want to bring up about that game is the Giants' offense. Mm-hmm. I, I forget his first name. The offensive coordinator, former head coach of the Cowboys, Garrett. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, he – I feel bad for Kadarius Tony there. He has zero clue how to use Tony. Garrett had no clue in Dallas. That's why he's not there. The only reason he stayed the offensive coordinator for as long as he did, and, you know, whatever. I don't know the inside workings. I don't know if he had naked pictures of, of, of people within the organization. I don't know if it was more so than this. But he was he was one of uh, the owner there in Dallas. Uh, he, was, he was one of his guys. Yeah. And if you're one of his guys, you know, too bad that Jimmy Johnson was one of his guys longer. They could have won some more Super Bowls. But um, if you're one of his guys, he will just he will keep you around the writings on the wall and he will ignore it for a, a good few years. And Garrett's one of those guys. Yeah, it's. Yeah, my, my buddy was at that game. That's fun. That's a fun fact. But I did, Jaden. Did you watch any of the uh, uh, Lions game? No, I I, def- I watched like the long highlight reel of it, um, and I thought I thought I saw some plays where they tried to sneak Jared Goff in there on some some quote unquote highlights. Where I was just like, man, I know Mitchell's glad this dude's not in LA anymore. <laughs> That's my biggest takeaway. It's like, man, I I used to be a Jared Goff defender. Like maybe that like rare like one percent of people, 
And then by the end, then like by the end of the year last year, I was totally like, okay, okay, maybe this dude is as terrible as Mitchell says he is. And and uh, I don't know. I saw a few a few of them plays. I saw they were like maybe it was just like they were trying to hype the Green Bay's defense, you know, show a defensive play. But I'm just like looking and just trying to figure out what the heck golf was doing. But I'll let you guys talk about it since you really watched it more. But that's kind of how I felt. I. Oh man, I golf was golf, and I don't know how to explain. You, you've seen way more of him than me, Mitch. Like, <laughs> what? When I say golf was golf, what does that sound like? What What do you get out of that? He's not a QB who's going to win you a game. He's a QB who will lose you a game. That That is brutal. I, yeah. I don't know if you can say something worse. <laughs> I don't know if you can say anything worse. <laughs> like, like, um, like, you know, like, he, like, like we were saying. Pecker at the same time. I, I, I don't know. It, like we were saying earlier with Trent Dilfer, you know, like he's not a QB who's going to wow you in a game. Or, I mean, in 2018, you could have said, yeah, he's going to wow you. But in 2019, 2020, he just didn't have that ability to win you the game. He, he had the ability to just carry a game going normally, but he also had that ability to completely throw the game away. I saw a guy. You're you're right, and I, I hate. I I don't get it. When you look at him too, if you look at his college, he didn't set the world on fire at Cal. No. I, he he had like a 500 record. It wasn't like to me. It's almost like every once in a while, when there isn't a a, a legitimate quarterback in the draft, the the draft experts have to talk because. It's the sexy position, and nobody wants a draft like when Eric Fisher went number one. Nobody wants one of those drafts that is so fucking weak that, that a, a defensive tackle is the best player available. Nobody wants that draft. They want to talk about the, the, the young guns. So all of a sudden, Goff comes about. And... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. You sound like you were trying to squeeze a blow-up doll into a small space. Um, <laughs> so we don't have to go there. <laughs> Goff, Goff made some. I'm sitting there watching the first. There was like like his first two drives. I'm watching. I'm thinking, make Goff don't look bad. No. And then Goff was like, like Goff was Goff. And <laughs> he he made some moves that he made some. I, I can't I can't describe it. He just. It's like he makes. He has his. He has his first read, and if that read isn't open, he panics. Yeah, and, and he just does something that just. He went. He was. He took off running with the ball at one point, but when he decided to finally take pull it down and run with it, was just wrong, and he ran right towards a. Def- I, I. He doesn't I, know I when to throw it away, and he doesn't know when he should scramble and when he should try and throw. It. I mean. Last year, during a perfect example of it, he could have easily scrambled for a first down against the Seahawks. He's rolling out right. Everyone's in coverage. He easily could have gained five yards rushing, five, six yards rushing. But he, he decides to – yeah, he airmails. He throws it completely over Robert Woods. I don't know who he's looking at, but I think it was Diggs on the Seahawks' defense who he throws it perfectly to. It was a perfect, perfect spiral straight to Diggs. Only thing was is that- Diggs is wearing a different jersey. Was that late in the season? How, uh, do you remember it, about it was, when that was? It was, I think, about mid-season. 
Because I want to say that was the play when I threw my hands up and said, "I'm done. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with Mitch anymore. I'm not. I'm done." He makes, I mean, he, he does plays that makes you just wonder what the fuck was he looking at? Yeah, yeah. I think Mitchell hit around right the head that I've never, I've never even heard someone say this about a quarterback. You always hear like he's a game manager, right? Like he won't lose it, he won't win it, or oh, this guy will just go out here and win you a game. Jared Goff is like the other direction where it's like. He won't win it for you. He'll probably lose it for you. And I that is just – I don't know. Like you said, I don't know if you could say anything worse about a quarterback. <laughs> I don't know. You can't. Yeah. There's, there's, he, he's not going to win like it if for it's you. On a, he's like, going to lose it for you. <laughs> and it's so crazy because you think of 2018 when we had the shootout with the Chiefs where both teams put up over 50 points. And that whole se- – we went to the Super Bowl. Goff was amazing that year. And just after that, he fell off of the cliff. See, that I think I was been... clinging to that when I would argue with you about it. <laughs> I was like, that man, made... until 318. <laughs> yeah, you, you're, that may have been McVay's offense being new enough that they were able to take advantage of it. Yeah, it was – but I had to preach it to you guys that Goff isn't the guy. And I had to get it through Jaden's head. I, I think it's finally starting to root. Oh no, I think Dad's thought of it now. But oh, I yeah. really had to push it to to Jaden about that. You know, one of you hit on the. Uh, I think you, Mitch, mentioned the 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 referee, the, the refereeing that, that went on this week. There was a play in this game. And I made note of it because I, I it, it made it pissed me off a little bit that you see things like this <laughs> in the NFL. And this was a golf move, but it was an intentional grounding call. Oh, I saw and, that one. Golf, golf. He 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 runs. He's out of the pocket. He he goes to the left and he's out of the pocket. So therefore, he's allowed to throw it away if he wants. But it, for those of you that don't know, if you're going to throw the ball away, it has to at least pass the line of scrimmage. Now, as he is dropping, he, he's trying to avoid the pressure. So he is backpedaling, and he's basically almost Getting falling sacked. backwards and trying to throw the ball as he's falling backwards. And the defender hits his arm as he's throwing it, and he can't complete the – like he stops him short, and he can't complete the throw. So the ball goes about six yards. It flutters about six yards and falls to the ground. And they call intentional grounding on this. And I thought that was such no. a bullshit call because if if his arm hadn't got hit, who knows yeah. where he was throwing the ball to? Yeah. Right. That's, the spot, the that's spot a PBU the at that point. Yeah. That should just be a pass breakup at that point. You know right. I mean? The fact that they called pass interference on that was – it was like that makes no sense at all. And the, the the commentators were was were bringing that up. We're we're just like, well, that doesn't. Who knows? You know, he he wasn't able to throw the ball because his arm got you know he he got stopped. The ball, you know. So how do you call pass? How do you call intentional grounding on this? Yeah. When he, he when the ball was basically knocked from you know, it was it was a bullshit. It, once again, the referees. Really dropped the, dropped the ball on that. Yeah, one. and the referees spotting the ball in the Washington Giants game was just wow. 
Oh, I, I, you know what? I didn't even, I didn't catch that at the time because I, I think I missed the very end of the game. But um, I heard that that was atrocious. Oh, not that one. I just mean throughout the whole game, like oh. they would get a first down and they would mark them a yard or two short consistently. No, you're right. You're right. The the last thing I, I, I saw with the Detroit game is Dan Campbell may be a friggin' nut, but I would want to play for him. Yeah. <laughs> I like Dan Campbell. I, I don't know how you how you don't. I mean, he may gnaw your fucking like, knees off, but. I like him the, as my strength and conditioning coach. How <laughs> fast. There, there, there is a, he reminds me of modern day Mike Ditka. He reminds me of just that piss and vinegar head coach that is just, I, I'm afraid that his shtick won't have longevity. Yeah. But I can see it working in the short term. I'm really curious to see how that coaching staff comes about because I don't know if you're like everybody on that coaching staff minus a couple people are ex players. So it's going to be, yeah. I, I find I, it's going to be interesting to see how they do as a coaching staff. But yeah, Dan Campbell, I don't know. You're you're right though. Maybe a better strength and conditioning coach, but uh, I I enjoyed his personality on the sideline. So we ready to move on to week three, or go go into the notes or of week two possibly, like talking about Zach Wilson. That was yours. Your that's your baby. You run with that ball. I, I we all agreed during the draft before the draft. This whole time, Zach Wilson should not have gone. Zach Wilson is my favorite player of all time, by the way. He he just doesn't go. He shouldn't have gone second overall. No, I I agree completely. And uh, he, just, I, I don't know when he overtook Justin Fields to be the second best QB of the draft class, but when you look at that draft class, when you look at Zach Wilson and his involvement in that draft class, it made no sense whatsoever. Zach Wilson played for BYU in the last year. And I know it was a COVID savage. It was a COVID, you know, COVID bent that season right over the old table and laid the pipe. But it, it was hit. They did not play. I I think they only played one big five and I'm talking about the big five conferences in, in college football. They only played one team from a big five conference and they lost that game. They also lost to, I don't even know which, I think it was coastal Carolina that they lost to. If you're a quarterback with NFL potential and you lose to coastal Carolina, you're no longer allowed to call yourself a quarterback with NFL potential. I, I don't give a shit. Coastal Carolina beat a team, a, a a BYU team. He's got talent around him. I'm not saying it's USC. I'm not saying it's Alabama or, or Ohio State. But it's still, it's BYU versus Coastal Carolina, or I, I'm pretty sure that's who it was. And they got beat. Yeah. Zach Wilson, and, and the years prior to that, Zach Wilson didn't do anything. So what in the other than the fact that he looks like he might be a really good looking girl, I'm not really sure <laughs> what Zach Wilson did 
that no one even questioned when it came time for the draft. No one questioned that he was going to be that he wouldn't be number two. Yeah, and I don't get that. Yeah, he's I, I, terrible. I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you could look at the fact that oh, you know, Belichick's record against rookie QBs and all this stuff, and man, that game was just. Ugly. Josh Allen threw a few picks against Belichick his first game, whatever. Josh Allen, I mean, I Josh Allen was my top QB of the draft class, whatever. Zach Zach Wilson was the third third best, fourth best QB in that draft, and he went second overall in my so I'm like I I I wanna see how I'll do for the rest of the year, but it it'll be interesting. As far as what they did on the field, I would have drafted Kellen Mund before I drafted <laughs> Zach Wilson. Not being a jerk, but yeah. Kellen Mund actually put up some I, numbers in a, a legitimate conference at Texas A&M. Dude, I, I, I thought the top three guys of that draft class were far and away better than anyone else. In it. And I had Mac Jones in that group. I really just – I didn't even think Zach Wilson was sniffing Mac Jones, and I'm—I I just I don't know. Clearly, yeah. clearly, I don't make millions of dollars to make those decisions. But uh, you—you yeah. know who does? Who does is like the the GM there for the Raiders. That's the kind of that's that's some of the people that that get paid millions of dollars. <laughs> Mike Mayock gets paid millions of dollars to make the bonehead moves that he makes every off season. Um, but no, I, I don't get it, and I. Yes, there's mistakes made every year. There's a Ryan Leaf gets drafted. Number, you know, people, people, there people draft Ryan Leaf. People draft um, Achilles Smith. They they draft. The, the, it goes on and on and on. There's mistakes. Mike Mamula. There's mistakes in in the draft process every year. But there, it, that's fine. That's understandable. It's forgivable. But there was no question. He was going to be number two. Yeah. And I it, just don't get it. And it came out of nowhere, too. Just it it like outplayed Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it was just like we woke up one day, and then all of a sudden Justin Fields was, like, like on the back burner. And I could, I just – I don't remember what it was. I don't remember the reasoning, if there ever even was one. I don't know. I never heard of one. All I, all I know is that during the season, when the game was being played between the white lines – on the on the grass, Justin Fields was without question the second best quarterback in college football. All of a sudden, the draft came about, and the draft talks started happening, and Justin Fields was was considered third, maybe fourth, maybe fifth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like he just he's he just started, he started plummeting like a comet. M- meanwhile, all of a sudden, Zach Wilson is entrenched as the best quarterback not named Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it was it, – all in all, I love it for the Bears, even though, like, being in Indy, so, like, the people around here are pretty split between, like, I'd say, like, like 30% of them just like whatever, you know, a group of, like, the best teams. And then out of that other 70%, like, 30% of that is probably – Maybe thirty, maybe twenty five. You know, somewhere in there is all Bears fans. Like, there's a lot of Bears fans around here. Oh yeah, when I was a kid, it was that you were either. I mean, the Colts. It, the, Indiana was such a basketball state 
that right. even when the Colts came to town, the fact that Indianapolis hadn't had a team of their own, Indiana hadn't had a team of their own until the Colts came in 84, you were either a Bears fan or you were a Bengals fan. And right. that was, you know, in the Chicago was was just a couple hours away in Illinois. Uh, Bengals were just a couple hours away in, in Ohio. So you were one of those two teams is who you followed. Um, so, yeah, I just, yeah, it wasn't I love, I just love the, uh, I do love that for the, that fan base and that franchise, because I just think, I think that's going to be a star and, uh, and they've never really had that guy. I mean, I, I couldn't right. name one. I mean, I couldn't name one. So, I mean, Jay Cutler was supposed to be that guy. You know, Should have been. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I heard the interesting stat. They brought up uh, Jim McMahon for for anybody that, that's as old as I am and remembers the the Super Bowl day of you know of Walter Payton back in what was that eighty three eighty four. Um, Jim McMahon was is he will go down as like this historical figure in in Cleveland and in, in Chicago Bears lure. He only had like five seasons in his career. That he had double-digit touchdowns for the season. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, he, he will go down. I mean, they, as, they were... as a, yeah, go as ahead, a, my bad. Yeah, I mean, he he, he is just an odd stat that I heard, but that's the type of that's the type of history. That's to your point. That's the type of history that Chicago has had when it's come to quarterbacks. Even the, the even the biggest names that have manned that position for the Chicago Bears really weren't that good, <laughs> statistically speaking. Yeah. They were game managers. They went to the they went to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. I mean, really, that's <laughs> that's what they're working with there. So I, yeah. I love that. I, I love that for them, even though they are they do get on my nerves, but. Yeah, as long as he doesn't have a good game this coming weekend against the Browns, I'm I'm really hoping the best for for Fields in Chicago. But again, to wrap up Zach Wilson, I don't know, man. Four interceptions in one game. I think he's got five interceptions total. He four interceptions in the second game. He's two and five touchdown and interception ratio so far this year and through the first two games of the season, and he's sitting with a fifty six point one quarterback rating. Not looking too good, and I I hope the best for the young kid. I just I think he was. I don't understand his meteor, his his frigging skyrocket to just. He's number two, he's the second pick, and for Robert Sala, I like him. I like him as a defensive coordinator. I hope he has a successful head coaching career. I, so therefore, Zach needs to do something because right now Sam Darnold's looking pretty damn good down there in Carolina. Hey, I mean, yes, technically, is. technically, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson has the same amount of interceptions. So it seems like he should have gone first overall. <laughs> you're right. You're right. We're 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 just, we're we're fucking retarded. All right. <laughs> the uh, the next thing I want to talk about is this taunting rule, and I'm I'm already we're only two weeks into the season, and I'm fucking sick of it. I'm I'm not talking. That no, was disgusting, dude. I hate I'm, it. The game is a passionate game. Yep. Yep. It's 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 the same old men came up with the no taunting rules that thought that that needed to be enforced. That came up with the the no cel- 
touchdown celebration about two decades ago, and we had to live through that phase of the NFL when they weren't allowed to celebrate scoring a fucking touchdown. Now the same the same eighty year old owners are voting in this fucking no taunting stuff. These guys are putting their lives on line. Let's face it, it's, they're putting their lives on line. People have died playing the sport. They're putting their bodies on the line every friggin' day. If they want to friggin' spin the ball on the ground, if they want to give the old first down signal, if they want to give a little bit of, you know, hey, kick your ass on that play, do it. The fans love it. The fans get behind it. They, it pumps the fans up. It pumps the players up. And you know that as soon as that defender gets one up on that wide receiver, he's going to do the same damn thing back to him. Let the players right. be players. Uh, yeah, it, I, I, and that's a big part of a lot of players, like Jalen Ramsey. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten flagged every well, single play he's made. Like he made that pick at the end of the game and then just ran around the stadium waving at the fans yeah. <laughs> and everything. And it's like, I love that stuff. Like, I hate, like, in the moment, I hate Dylan Ramsey, and I wish I could just punch him in his stupid little face. But, like, <laughs> I love that part of football. I love that part of basketball. Like, it's part of sports. It's what makes baseball so boring. You, they, if you even flip your bat when you're going around the bases, you're you're a piece of crap human being. Like, I don't want football to go there. Like, you need to be able to get excited. I mean, that was one of the favorite parts about playing football is, like, hell, I was just an offensive lineman, and, you get a long touchdown. I'm just running down the field faster than I've ever ran just to get down there and celebrate. Like that's yeah, that's part of it. I don't know. I just yeah, yeah I can't stand it. In the in the Browns game, you know, once again, I believe the brown and orange, but in the Browns game, it, it reared its ugly head. It didn't rear its ugly head against the Browns. It was a it was a Houston Oilers it was a, Oilers holy shit Oilers it was a Houston Texans play the wide receiver or tight end one or the other catches the ball makes an exceptional play on the ball and he does the old spin thing you know spins the ball on the ground and they throw a flag on him and <laughs> it's just like it's a fifteen yard penalty yeah it's it's silly. That's the same as a person. That's that's the same as a roughing the passer. That's the same as a personal a face foul. Mask. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 a personal foul penalty equivalency for just spinning the ball, for just saying first down, for saying I kicked your ass for a second. It's it's fifteen yards. It's it's bullshit, and it's got to go. Get it out of here. It's stupid. It's lame. It's gay. Get the fuck out. Um. Last but not least. <laughs> Next on the docket is a segment that we will call the punt or pass. And we're going to go through the, the seven undefeated teams and put in our vote on whether we would punt on their legitimacy of being undefeated uh, through week two weeks of the season, and which seems a little weird. It's only two weeks of the season. But whether we would punt on their uh, legitimacy of being undefeated so far in which case we don't hold too much merit to it, or whether we will pass on fourth down and we think they got it. We, we think, we think they, they, they'll still be around when, this, when the season comes to playoff time. Um, the first undefeated team is the Carolina Panthers. You guys punting or passing on these guys? Um, don't know how, how I would say it. I think they're a good team. Do I think they're a lock for playoffs? No. So, I mean, you probably say punt for that, but I think they do have the ability to get about, you know, 
10 wins this season and get second in that division. Fair. Yeah. I'd say it's like – I think it's kind of 50-50 with him. I, I'm more on – I'm leaning more towards pass. I just – I like the defense, and I like Sam Darnold probably a lot more than most. Um, so I'll say pass. I, I, I don't think – I don't think they're going to be a, like a legit playoff contender. So maybe that would mean – I should have said punt, but I I'll say pass. I think they'll win some games. So. <laughs> right. I, I got punt on here because I think if it was a 16-game season, I think they're an 800 team. Um, so 800 is pretty good. Yes, but did I say 800? Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, well, I think they're a 500 team. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it so team. annoying that we can't say that anymore? I just find that right. so annoying. I, it's, yeah. Yeah, same here. Um Plus what it does to the record books. But anyway, I, I go and punt on here, but yeah, it, it could go either way. Next is the Las Vegas Raiders. Punt or pass, Jade? Uh, I'll say punt just because I feel like this isn't the first time they've looked good at the beginning of a season under Gruden, and it usually goes bad eventually. So I'm going to say punt. Raiders. Um. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll punt with them. Uh, I don't think they'll come in dead last in their division. I think they'll come third. Um, but I see, I see them fading off a bit. Um, defense in my opinion did get a bit better over this off season, but it's, you, you can't keep having Derek Carr throwing it 30 plus times a game and expect for that to carry out for the whole season. Do I like Derek Carr? Yes, but I think, Denver, which will be on this list as well, and Kansas City will be above them at the end. I agree. I, I got punt on here too. I just I don't have until I'm proven otherwise. I don't have a lot of faith in Gruden uh, leading them. Um, that division is going to keep really anyone other than the than the Chiefs from really shining in that division. I think they're going to beat up on each other. So right another part of it. I, I think i think the number 2 team is the next team is is the uh, is the uh, Denver Broncos which i have a pass on these guys uh, i maybe it's just a little hopeful thinking but i think Teddy Two Gloves there in Denver has something that Carr doesn't have in in Vegas which is the talent around him and I, it, it's it's i i say that with the cringe on my face uh, I just think that at the end of the day, as much as I like Hunter Renfro, I love Willie Sneed, an old Ball State Cardinal. I, I like. Uh, I hope Ruggs is is can pans out. Um, I I think that receiving court only can take you so far. Whereas when you're looking at Denver, you got Jerry Judy when he's healthy. You've got Sutton. Um, there's the there's a third receiver there. That came uh, Tim Patrick. Yeah, well, you got Tim Patrick also. Um, I, I just think there's – I think Teddy's got a little bit more to work with, and frankly, I think it's time for Teddy to to be Teddy. I, I think it's, since his injury in Minnesota, he's gotten a bit of a raw deal, so I'm, I'm going I'm going pass on Denver. I, I'm passing. with you. I'm, I'm passing with Denver. That, that defense is for real there. Um, if they stay healthy throughout the whole year, that defense is the real deal. It can be a top five defense by time the end by, by time of the end of the season. Um, and yep. Teddy Two Gloves, he's the opposite of what what I was saying with Goff. He 
he does he have the ability to make you go wow sometimes you know we haven't seen it in a while but I feel like he does have that ability but he's not gonna lose you a game he's just consistent you know right yep I saw I'll say pass uh because I really like the defense and I think Teddy Two Gloves is good enough man I think he's good enough so agree that's what I got for you he's my favorite Louisville quarterback um, <laughs> the because I well he's maybe the only true Louisville quarterback. Um, Arizona Shots Cardinals. You know, I'm punting. It's just Cliff. Like that team. That team always starts hot, and they went on a serious losing streak at the end of last year, which made them miss playoffs. So I mean. Plus, they're in the, my division, you know, in the Rams division. I'm hoping they don't keep it up, but I just don't see them cu- keeping it up. I see them fading out a bit. Um, I'm going to the Rams game uh, in week four against the Cardinals, so I'm hoping they fade out certain week four. But um, I just don't see that team stay consistent throughout this whole year. I just Cliff, Cliff is going to mess up some calls, and it's I, I, I'm punting with them. Yeah, I'll uh... – I'll say punt kind of similarly to why I said to the uh, to the Raiders. I mean, it's kind of a similar situation you touched on. It. They they have started out strong years past, fizzled out, and I just think that 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 division is the. I think that's the best division in football, and they're going to beat up on each other. And if and if a pass means, you know, a, a ten win, eleven win season, I don't know. I don't know if I see that. So I'll punt. I'm I'm going punt as well, and it's it's for me. It comes down to Cliff Kingsbury. Um, it, yes, he's a, he's a he's a fairly new head coach in the NFL ranks, but he's not a new head coach. You know, he's got head coaching experience at the college level. Some of the decisions that he makes doesn't make sense as a head coach at any level. So I, I'm just not. I don't have faith in Cliff. So I'm punting on that one as well. The uh, San Francisco 49ers have, for me at least, it seems like they're quietly sitting at the 2-0 mark as well. So punt, what's punt, 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 punt. <laughs> Man, they have, they've had two close games with teams that they shouldn't be having close games with. Yep. Fair. I'm, hey, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass on those guys just for the simple fact that this they're, they're not – far removed from a team that was dominating on their way to the Super Bowl. And you look at the, the, the myriad that just the number of injuries they had last year. Um, I think it's going to take them. We, we've talked about it before the starters, not getting a lot of playing time in the preseason. You put on top of that, how many players they got coming back from injury. I think that, Though you are absolutely right, Mitch, they they have close games here that they should have had. They're still finding out a way to win them, though. And eventually, I think that talent is, you know, eventually Nick Bosa is going to be playing like Nick Bosa again. Eventually, these guys are going to start playing like, you know, playing like they should. And as long as they're squeaking out these wins early on, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, I'll say pass. Uh, I think. I think you got a lot of talented guys trying to play their way back into football shape, back and getting ready, just off all the injuries from last year. 
I do right. think they miss. I do think they miss big nine nine in the middle there. Uh, that you know, big old Defoe, DeForest Buckner. That that is now in Indianapolis Colt. I think they do miss him on the interior a little bit. Uh, but I, I'll say pass. Uh, I'll say pass. I like him. I, I you bring up a great point, and I I think that's overlooked a lot. That the ability to have, you can have your Nick Moses. You can you you can have that. Those guys are great coming around the corner, but it makes a big difference when you have somebody like a DeForest Buckner caving in the middle at the same time, leaving the quarterback nowhere to step up to, to get away from those Nick Moses that are sweeping around the end. Yeah, uh, th- I think that will be sorely missed whether Kinlaw, their their first-round pick last year, can, can live up to them allowing Buckner to leave uh, is yet to be seen, but uh, yeah, Pass as well. It's it's weird to say pass because I feel like I'm I'm doing a, a negative thing, but in, in our case here, for lack of a better kind of real thinking on this, pass is a good thing for a change. Um, right. I, I had the I had the same like hesitancy at first. I was like I was going to say pass, and I'm like wait wait pass no is that a good yeah. thing yes pass. <laughs> The LA Rain I'm sitting at two and zero punt or pass, pass, big pass. That's my Super Bowl pick, and I'm sticking with it. I think they're good, man. It, they're very it, good. It may sound really homer of me to say pass, but I think I think Cardinals and Niners will be in no specific order, third and fourth in the division. I think one and two will be Rams and Seahawks. Don't know who will be one and who will be two, but I, I say pass with the Rams. They they upgraded this year um, at QB, which is one thing that really hindered us from moving on further in the playoffs last year against the Packers. So um, I'll pass with them. Just don't want to really send Homer with them. <laughs> I think I think the Rams have they been perfect the first two weeks? Heck no, but. I just see a defense, dude. That's I think it's just gonna keep keep get. They're just gonna stay right. I mean, they're already one of the best units in the league. I think that's not gonna change. And then that offense, the more and more Stafford gets a little more comfortable, a little more comfortable, a little more comfortable. Maybe Sony Michelle starts to be the guy we thought he was gonna be, because that's an offense that favors his style. I yeah, I'm I'm all in on the Rams. I think three teams make the playoffs from that division. Definitely. Okay. The uh, I, I'm going past as well. I think, uh, yeah, they're too good of a team, and they added too good of a quarterback to a team that was already good in several other areas. So definitely a pass for me as well. And no, I don't think that sounds too homer there. I, I think that it, now, if you were a if you if you were a Cardinals fan and you went pass, um, that would be homer. Um, but no, I, I think it's just a clear pass on the Rams. Next is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champs, and I'm just simply going pass, and I'm going TB12 as much as I, I could give a shit. I'm going TB12 because, you know what, he, he's getting the job done. He has his entire career, so I'm going pass. They ran the entire team back. They didn't just run one side of the ball back. They ran the entire team. Tampa yep. Bay it's pass, and I agree. I think it's a simple explanation. Yeah, so – I'll, I'll say pass as well, but um, I say that they gained their first loss this week. So, oh, I'm not sure who they're playing. We'll find that out. Nice segue, by the way, as we enter 
week three games and our takes on the week three games. Does, does anybody has anybody paid any attention to the win losses of last week of week two? Uh, I completely forgot to. All right, we'll 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 visit that. We'll visit that before the week four games. We'll we'll visit our week two and week three predictions. But we will jump right into this, and um, let's have uh, the first game of the season right now. They're actually on the field as we talk. It's the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texas. I haven't looked at the score. I don't know if anybody has done anything yet. I am going Carolina on this just for the simple fact that at this point in time, you have a rookie quarterback in Mills coming off of a short week, having just played Sunday and getting forced into playing with Tyrod Taylor's injury, who has gone on to IR, by the way. My heart breaks for that guy because it's just like he finally, you know, the last time he got a chance to be a starter, he had someone like Hugh Jackson as a head coach calling plays, which all I got to say about that is one win in two years. Uh, So I I was, I liked seeing Tyrod Taylor get a chance there, but, uh, but he's, he's going to be gone for at least, uh, from what I understand, the next four weeks. But I think this is too much. I think coming in on a short week, uh, it's going to be too much for Mills and Carolina is playing some good ball right now. And I'll stick yeah, with I'll Carolina take, as well. Yeah, yeah, I'll take Carolina. For all the reasons you just said, I completely, <laughs> I completely agree. I mean, and I feel bad for Tyrod Taylor too, like you said. Because when last year he was supposed to start for the Chargers, the Chargers. he got like – and he got stabbed in the lung yeah, by, by, uh, by, yeah, by someone on the medical staff there with the Chargers. Yeah. yeah and, then he, him, but. and then he was with uh, the Browns, and then Baker came in, and then he was with the Bills and Josh Allen. You know what? What if Davis Mills becomes the next great QB? Uh, you know, the, the kid was very – he dealt with a lot of injuries at Stanford that kept him from putting up numbers. But when he did play at Stanford, the kid was good. So he, he was, he definitely earned his draft position as I believe he was the second quarterback taken in the third round. I want to say Kellen Mond went just before him and then, uh, and then Mills went that. So we, we have three, for the Panthers on that game, that takes us to the next game it's this Sunday. The Washington Redskins, the Buffalo Bills. Who are you taking on that one, Mitch? Taking the Bills. That's just, it's just a better team. Uh, I'm, I really don't know what else to say, but I'm taking Bills. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the Bills. Josh Allen, just a better player. I think he will send to that victory. Take yeah, I, I think Heineke. We saw the best. I, I'm not saying I think he's bad by any means, but I think he's a he's a serviceable quarterback. At the end of the day, Josh Allen is one of the premier guys in the NFL, and he's got a hell of a team around him. In short, I think the Buffalo Bills of Week Two were the real Buffalo Bills. I think Week One was was just Week One. Um, so yeah, I'm taking Bills as well. So so far, we agree on Carolina and Buffalo for our wins. That takes us to the Bears of the Midway, the Monsters of the Midway, the Bears of Chicago versus the Cleveland Browns. Who do you got, Jaden? Is that in Cleveland or? That is in Cleveland. Yeah, give me, give me Cleveland. Uh, I think they 
I think they just got be- they got a better roster, man, and, and it's going to be Justin Fields' first true start. Uh, I just think the Browns outlast him for sure. I'll take the Browns. I do think the, I do think Justin Fields might put up some points though, just because of what Tyrod Taylor did last week, or right. not Tyrod, yeah, the, yeah, the Texans, yeah, but, Taylor, yeah. So he looked good. He looked good that first half. The, uh, so yeah, I think I think it'll be pretty high scoring, close. But I'll take I'll take the not close. I still think the Browns win by two possessions for sure. But yeah, yeah. I'll take do it. I'm going just just all. I think I think uh, Fields will have a, a good career in, in Chicago. I hope he does. But at the end of the day, I'm hoping defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns uh, Woods is able to actually play some defense against a rookie quarterback like a team should. He didn't get the job done in calling a game against Mills last week, so I hope he just unleashes the dogs as, you know, not to be cliche, but I hope he unleashes the dogs on, on the fields this week. I'm taking the Browns, man. I, yeah. I, Justin Fields will be exciting. It's his first game, though, and he's facing a nice, you know, he's facing a solid looking defense depending on how they play against him um he will be finally getting some first team reps um so that might change up you know how good he is um because before he wasn't really getting any first team reps before he played so i think it'll be a fun game to watch but i think browns pull it out so far we are agreeing on everything we're all going to be really well this week and we're all going to suck um baltimore ravens at detroit Uh, let me let me get Baltimore. Uh, better coach team, uh, better quarterback. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> there you go. Expert analysis. Yeah, better coach, better quarterback. <laughs> give me, That's, give me Baltimore. I don't think you need anything else, really. The, uh, <laughs> what are you looking at here, Mitch? The I'm doing it. I, I'm doing it every week until I get it right. I'm going with the Lions. Wow. Um, I'm I'm just gonna do it every week till I get it right. Um, I did a week one against the Niners. Uh, I mean, really, in my personal opinion, Ravens win this, but just due to I would have I would have I'm going Ravens. Okay, I would have gone Lions if Jared Goff didn't mother bear. If 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 Goff didn't have that second half that he did last week, I would have gone Ravens. I would have gone. Lions, but golf pulled a golf last week, so I'm going Ravens. You know, I I'm. It's very easy for me on this one because the city of Baltimore owes has two trophies that belong in Cleveland. I will not vote anything. I will not vote in favor of the Baltimore Ravens for anything whatsoever. And I'm taking that to such an extreme that I am willing right now on this week three vote. I'm willing to go. With the old way that I remember when I first started doing a, a uh, I was living in Chicago at the time, and I entered, I entered this this office, uh, this, this workplace uh, competition each week where you uh, you picked the winners of each week of each game during the week, and then at the end of the season, whoever won the most games ended up winning some sort of prize. The lady who won it went through she had no idea about football she went through every week 
she picked her games by the fact that, well, if a bear faced a patriot, then the bear would win because he would maul the patriot. Or if a ram faced a cardinal, the ram would win because the ram would would step on and squash the cardinal. That was her method of picking games, and she ended up winning the whole damn thing. On this one, I hate the Ravens so much. They should win. They absolutely should win, but I'm taking the Detroit Lions because a lion would eat the fuck out of a raven. So <laughs> that's, that's my point. The uh, Arizona Cardinals versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think I think Kyler Murray and them boys go in there and put up a ton of points. I really can't imagine this game being all that close, so that means the Jags will probably win. Uh, but give, give me Arizona by a mile, I think, in this one. I'm going to take Arizona as well, just due to the fact that I don't want them to lose to Jacksonville and then have to face the Rams the next week. So they would be coming back pissed. So I'm taking Cardinals. I I have a hard time. That's two for Cardinals. I have a hard time. I don't know who the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to beat this year. Um, it, I don't know who's going to compete. Oh, they're definitely going to beat the Colts. <laughs> in, in Jacksonville, we we will lose. I promise. It does not matter. We will lose in Jacksonville. But go ahead and continue. <laughs> My bad. As a salty Colts fan, I had to, I had to correct you on that one. But. All right. I got you. I got you. The uh, I take it that's just one of those things that happens yearly. Yeah, yeah, it does. Well, I've got I've got Arizona over Jacksonville because I I just simply as much I don't have faith in Arizona. They they are playing good ball right now, um, but I just I don't know who's going to beat Jacksonville for that first pick next year. Um, so I'm I'm going Arizona on this one as well. That brings us to the Los, the other Los Angeles team, that, that other team, the uh, Chargers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm going Chiefs on this one for the simple fact they're just a better team. What do you guys got? Is this in, in L.A.? This is nope. in Kansas City. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll take Kansas City. All right, we're three for three. Yeah, I just... To take, I know that's kind of lame for me to say that, it, but it is that simple in my head. It's just Kansas City is just a better team. They're a better team to explain myself, but they're just a better team from top to bottom. That roster, they're, just it's just a better. The the San Diego Chargers versus the Dallas Cowboys of Week Two. I sat and watched some of that game, and San Diego is just very unimpressive. They they, I didn't see much life in the running game and the passing game as much as I like Herbert he seemed to like the most success they had seemed to be on chunk plays um I don't I I just that that's not going to do it uh when you're facing you know a a guy that's going to be at the end of the year Mahomes is going to be up for league MVP whether he wins it or not he's going to be up there for it um and the rest of the team. So yeah, Kansas City. We're, that we're... can't. That Kansas City team is coming off of a bad loss too, where they went. Tw- they allowed twelve unanswered in the second half to the Ravens and lost that game. Yeah, so they'll be coming in pissed off on top of it. 
So that we got New Orleans at New England. Give me, give me Mac Jones, baby. Let me get Mac Jones. All right, one for the Big Mac. I had to do it. I'm sorry, that was bad. That was pretty bad. Yeah, it's was. better than it's better than mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Right, I'm hungry enough right now. I, I would take a Big Mac and mac and cheese. You know what? Put the mac and cheese on the fucking Big Mac, and I'm I'm in. Um, I'm gonna amazing. I'm actually gonna go against you on this one. I'm going New Orleans, and I'm going bounce back. That's my reasons for it. I'm going bounce back game. Uh, I think New Orleans will will. Uh, I think New Orleans will go into New England and uh, and slap the uh, rookie quarterback around a little bit. I really want to say the Saints, but I don't know how they look health-wise because I know they had eight coaches out. They had like five or six starters out last week. Um, so that can really play a huge difference into this game. Absolutely. But I'm, I'm still rocking with the Saints and famous Jameis. All right. So we we split here on that one. We have uh, oh, you know what? I was talking about what team could compete for that first pick, and I think I just came across it: the Atlanta Falcons at the New York Giants. I'll keep it simple. The Giants. Year. I'll take the uh, I'll take the Giants just because I'm not sure the Falcons still know how to play football. So I'm gonna take uh, that take the team. And that that team, and it, it's no knock. At the end of the day, they're all professional athletes that that are just superior athletes. What you know, what they do, it's no knock on them. I don't mean that this to come across the wrong way. Much respect for them as as athletes and as players, but that roster may be one of the most lacking rosters in the NFL. I, I think I think Jacksonville has more talent than than Atlanta, but I just don't have a lot of faith on who's calling the shots there in Jacksonville. So I, I'm going New York here as well. We we had a long discussion on on uh Daniel Jones already. Uh, but I, I do think they have enough they, they'll they'll put it together. I'm questioning Judge as a head coach, but at the same time, I think they put enough of they put enough pieces together to at least take care of the Falcons this week. Yeah. AFC battle: the Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. <sighs> I really want to take the Bengals, but I, I think that Steelers team pulls it out. It's a it's tough just, one. It's it's just that that offense, that Cincinnati O line, just can't protect. They give that the middle of their offensive line is a jailbreak. Ever. I think Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is a is a is a super talented young quarterback, but I'm afraid for his health and whether he's going to live to see it. Um, so I'm taking I'm taking I'm but but I'm taking Cincinnati Cincinnati here just for the simple fact that I think we have seen we're watching the the end of of Big Ben. Oh yeah, I'll take I'll take Cincinnati too for sure. 
All right. All right that yeah. takes us to Indianapolis in Tennessee. Uh, give me uh, – I'll go first as being the Colts fan. Uh, with, with Carson Wentz looking like he's probably not going to play, that's unfortunate. Uh, I think if he plays, I'm going Colts. If he doesn't, I'm taking Titans. Um, looks like he's not going to play, so put me down for Titans. That had to be painful. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm 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 <laughs> trying to keep it together over here. I'm going Tennessee too. I think at the end of the day, uh, they have enough on defense to take care of what seems to be a not a questionable line, but just the way they're they're working that line. We we already talked about it, so I'm taking Tennessee as well. And I won't explain it, but I will take the Colts. All right, sticking with it. I, you get a Wisconsin guy running the ball, and Mitch is all about it. We got uh, the New York Jets at Denver. I got Denver here. Yep, two give me... they're, they're playing too good a ball right now to, to, to deal with Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah. I just I imagine that team's going to handle the Jets pretty easily. Uh, if the Patriots had get... four interceptions, Denver's getting ten. Yeah, give go. me Teddy two blows. All right, that takes us to Miami at Vegas. I got Vegas on this one, and. Uh, I don't know why. This to me, this was a coin toss because I don't have a lot of faith in either team. But I'm going Vegas. I'll I'll stick with Vegas due to Tua not being able to play. Yeah, That's give me a great give me point. yes. Give give me Vegas too. Yep. That's that's a that's actually a, a very good point. Um, I don't know who's quarterbacking there with it. Jacoby Brissett. Oh, that's right, the old Colt Patriot. And he does not look as good without Frank Reich as he did with him. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> Tampa Bay. I got Tampa Bay. I'm taking Tampa Bay over the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, give me Tampa. I'm taking, of course, the Rams. And my explanation will be the Buccaneers lost last year to the Rams with Jared Goff. I, I think I just – part of me really thinks the Colts should have won last week. And if I think that way about the way that team really was up and down, I really think we should have took that game. Uh, I don't think Tampa's making anywhere near the same amount of mistakes. So, yes, please, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the Rams are going to be there at the end of the season, no question about it. But at the end of the day, Tampa's playing ball like they didn't have an off season. They're playing ball like they just walked right out of the Super Bowl and just keep it – they're just still trucking right along. Um so we got Seattle at Minnesota. Uh, Russell Wilson bounce back game. Give me the Seahawks. I'm taking Seattle as well. I'm going Minnesota here. I had, I don't. I think for for me this becomes a home thing because I think both teams have some some questions. So where I where I ended up making my decision was just on who's playing at home, and for that's Minnesota in this situation, and that's exactly what my note says: says Minnesota at home. So I'm going Minnesota on this one. We have the Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers, the second to last game that we're calling today. Packs. Is it in Green Bay? You said. No, this is in San Francisco. Oh, uh, give me, give me Green Bay. I still like Green Bay. 
I'm going Green Bay too. It seems like they're starting to get their feet underneath of them. So we got three for Green Bay on that one. The last game is the Monday night game, a, a, a NFC East matchup versus the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. I like Dallas. I think Dallas has too many weapons. I think they'll put up. Well, I mean, they. <laughs> I was gonna say they're gonna put up a lot of points, but I mean, they did struggle at times for sure last week. Um, I think I think San Diego is a better coach team, or San Diego. I think uh, the Clippers are a better coach team. Uh, the Clippers. Than, yeah, the Clippers. the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, that's what I call them now. They're the they're the Clippers. Um, so the Clippers <laughs> will get the. the they they did not they they actually played them pretty well, uh, but I, I think they're better than the Eagles. So I'll take I'll take the Cowboys. I'm taking right. the Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles here too. Um, I got Hertz is playing some good ball right now. I, I he's I think in five games as a starter, Hertz has more 100 has more 300 yard games than than Jamar. Uh, Jamar, Jamar, Jamar Jackson has he has more five more more three hundred yard games passing than what Jackson does, and yet we sit here and talk about Jackson being a friggin' Michael Vick. I, I really sense animosity between you and Lamar Jackson. You guys need to yeah. turn this out. <laughs> Teddy two gloves on the quarterback coming out of Louisville. Um, anyway. It's like Lamar Lamar Jackson and Jamar Chaser combined. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. All right, guys, that wraps up season. That wraps up week number three is in the books. Our predictions are down. We've discussed Zach Wilson. We've we've discussed a whole lot of crap. And uh, hopefully you all out there listening have enjoyed hearing the drivel falling out of our mouths. And until next week, I say see y'all. Mitch, Jaden, appreciate your time once again. I've had fun with this. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. And, and as we've been doing these <laughs> predictions, I've been watching the Panthers game. So, oh, yeah, I'm going to turn it on now. All right, guys. Yep. Um, until next week. Yep. Until, until next, next time. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Well, thank See you. you. Later. Yep. Yeah.